0: Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. Hey, I'm
1: Derek. And I'm Dave. Welcome. Today's uh, topic we are considering is our favorite uh, debut albums, and by debut albums we mean within the time frame of our podcast, which again is from 1985 to 1995. So. Uh, a lot of good debut albums pre nineteen eighty five. A lot of good debut albums post nineteen ninety five. But those are beyond the scope of this podcast. We're talking that ten year period from eighty five to ninety five. So, um, and there were some extraordinary uh debut albums during that time. And I'm sure there's going to be some overlap uh, on our favorites. So Dan, I'll let you start. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay unless you want someone else to start no
0: i'm i'm, I'm good okay so mr I day say, has the floor so my favorite one of my favorites again just so uh, there is a lot mm-hmm. to me there's a lot in here and also just a little bit about this era with debuts i think it's really also a time when ccm's really starting to find all these different studios they're learning i don't know it's, it seems like it right that, they find different studios to record in. All these different tracks, they're blending in. Um, it doesn't seem so thin. Yeah, it seems like each album has right. really got a lot going on right. in it. Right. Right. Yep. The, the
1: big bands are pushing the the, the 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 big acts with the big budgets are really pushing the quality envelope.
0: Yeah, and then and then they're finding. I think they're finding smaller people or or groups or that not well known yet. And they're going, hey, we can make, I think we can make some of this person. Yeah. And I think we can, you know, and, and I can also tell there's a lot of tie ins here. So, yeah. Yeah. oh, hey, yeah. these people worked on this album. Let's bring them over. And hey, th- we know this guy and bring him over and let him help us in the studio. And, um, so a lot, I don't know, it just seems like a lot of collaboration. And a lot of, hey, let's all make an album for you. So
1: what you're um, saying is there's going to be a lot of credit dropping in this episode. That, that's there a, could be. That's right. Okay. So Lots of credit listeners. This right. This could get credit heavy. So, all right.
0: So uh, I will start with, I think, PFR, Pray for Rain from yes. 1992. Now, the original name was Pray for Rain okay. of the group, Pray for Rain. Then they had to change it to PFR. I forget exactly why. It had something to do with somebody else's name, right? Do you remember Derek or Um, anybody?
1: Yeah, I believe that's right.
0: Yeah, that's it. And then, and then their debut album is "Pray for Rain." Okay. So we got "Pray for Rain." Pray for Rain. PFR. Soon to be PFR. (laughs) So, so, oh, just I love these guys, and it just it was so different, but also so well produced. I don't know if that's again. I'm just so ignorant of all this musical stuff, but it, this is just my guesses at it, right? That so well produced, um, you know, it had, uh, Brown Bannister, right? He's our, he's the executive producer, which uh-huh. huge fan of Brown Bannister. Yep. Um, Jimmy Lee Slose.
1: Yep.
0: Um, is that you pronounce his name? Slose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes. you know, bass on that. He obviously must have some sort of tie in with them. I'm guessing, or in some way found them. I don't know, but he's all over this thing. Yeah. Um, blair masters on the keyboards uh we got carl marsh who was in with petra yeah also also doing the Fairlight again um e- every now and then we had um so just lots of great names um and then of course the trio uh, right joel and and patrick and oh shoot i'm forgetting the other
1: uh, Joel, Joel Patrick and um, Mark. Nash. The drummer, yes, Mark. Nash. Yeah, that's it. Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who went on? The three to of them. A yeah. Nash from Sixpence. Ah, ooh, oh, see, okay. that's something I didn't. I did not know. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: well. Wow. Um. So I like you know from the first song, "You Lord." You know, I think it was a great opening. Uh-huh. You know, again, so different, uh, but it comes right out, and to me, is a little bit unabashedly Christian. Yeah. You know, they're they're going to start with putting their stamp on that one. I love the rock anthem Do you Do You Wanna Know Love? Right. And then, you know, didn't he? Also very powerful. So uh that's just my very upper level uh one of my favorites. Virio Records. That's another the the record company that that brought him along.
1: Right. Uh, Who had some other great records. If I'm not mistaken, I if again, I, it's been a while since I looked into this, but I believe Virio was kind of a subsidiary of Sparrow. So I think Virio mm-hmm. had some tie-in with, with Sparrow. I could be wrong on that. We we could probably have somebody from our radio days back on that, but I believe that there's well, a Well, I
0: think somebody was sitting in the boardroom and said, hey, dude, we don't want to spare the O.
1: We want to be Vireo. Oh. that's so, a, Vireo records. Okay. So. Yeah, it's all coming clear now. Yeah, in my, I
0: remember, 50s, Dan, I, in my 50s, I get better at the dad jokes. Right, you
1: know. <laughs> Dan, I remember sitting in your office when you and I were working in radio. And I think yes. that's when we got the promotional single for Do You Want to Know Love. Mm-hmm. And we both just completely flipped for that song. Yeah, um, It just, again, it was unlike, you know, it kind of had that Everly Brothers two-part men harmony vocal, but very interesting production, Um, great chorus, you know, it didn't take very long to get to the chorus. Um, Just a great, I mean, when this, again, we go back to Aliens Landing and wanting a snapshot of this time, this would be definitely on my mixtape to give to somebody and say, this was what CHR radio was like in that little moment in time. And I should
0: have confirmed, these are friendly aliens, right? They're not... These are friendly aliens, okay.
1: bordering on hostile, depending on what mixtape we give them. <laughs> okay, so <That's laughs> very important. It's so important. <laughs> it's, we, it's important we get this right. Yes, the lives could be in the balance.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. The first time I heard this song on the radio, I was like, "Wait a second, what is this?" You know, right. turned it up and just fell in love with it. Gets in the chorus immediately in the first part. You know, Jones kind of got that, where he's on the telephone. Kind of you know what mm-hmm. is that. What do they do to his voice? And uh, yeah, it was just so different, yeah. and just such a great single for them to uh, launch the album with. Oh, for sure, for sure.
1: Okay, so Dave, once you launch into your first uh, selection here, what do you got?
2: Well, that was one of mine, so oh, I guess I can. Right, I'll add wow. on to it maybe a little bit. Dan did okay. such a good job with it, though. Yep. Um, didn't he? Is another like you? Dan mentioned that one. That's another one of my favorites. Hard driving rock anthem. Um, you know they the the let go the ballad that was another radio hit. That's just a beautiful song. Uh, yep. Love listening to Joel sing. Um, also love uh, listening to Patrick sing too. Um, with uh, home again, the way it starts out with you know stand by for ludicrous speed. Mm. You know, and then <laughs> yep. they come in and it's just uh, just a fun album. And, and like we said, it's just so different than anything at the time. And I think that. We probably they're going to see this with our selections is that music was changing from the '80s into the '90s. So a lot of the trends were going from away from the synth pop stuff into the actual playing instruments. You know, and the way the albums are produced, and I think this album you could definitely tell that it was uh, moving in a certain direction. Uh, But yeah, 92's Pray for Rain, great debut album.
1: Boy, that's for sure. One thing I remember, Dan, I don't know if you remember this, when, of course, we played Didn't He like crazy, and Dave brought that up. So -hmm. we played that one a (laughs) lot. And I'll never forget in the morning. It was basically
0: back and forth between Didn't He and Adonai by Petra. Yes, right. Back and forth (laughs) with those (laughs) all the time.
1: Uh, (laughs) Computer brains, yes. (laughs) And yeah, and The Throne by Michael W. Smith, if you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> but um, with Didn't He, one of the things that I always remember us doing when we'd like sit in the studio and sing along with it was, you know, the the chorus would be, didn't he love us? Didn't he hold out his hand? Wasn't Jesus a model? And we'd always look at each other and go, Jesus was a model? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So that was one of our little inside jokes uh, at the time behind the mics. Yes, very much. Well, this would have been mine and too, and you guys have covered it beautifully. So how about I just kind of allow us to pivot, and I'll throw out another one that um, I don't feel like I have anything to add to PFR. Um, It it certainly would have been on my list. Um, So I'll pivot and throw out one um, that I loved, and that was – Rich Mullins' first album, Rich Mullins. Mm, Um, It came along for me uh, at a time when I was starting to um, fall. I was a musician in high school. I started playing guitar. and I was very much into guitar shredding and electric guitars. And so along comes this album with a guy whose face got cut off at the top of the album and his (laughs) and his t-shirt has his name on it and what is this um but the words really caught me um and so um i think especially of elijah um which i i just i I just love that song played it over and over again a few good men was another one um but you say let him that a man like that wouldn't last in a world like this, but I believe that the world won't last if a man like that don't exist. Um, mm-hmm. just such a clever, thoughtful songwriter. And, um, my dad always raised me to listen to song lyrics. And boy, Rich just caught me. He, he, um, he really, he really just had me with his lyrics. And, um, I think this is probably, oh, and one other lyric that always just cracks me up. Um, the last track, Save Me, um, Save Me, Save Me from slick pop sounds laid down in virgin vinyl grooves. Save Me from any woman who would be turned on to the aftershave I use, which is just wow. such a great lyric. It's, it's great. But this is the most stripped down Rich Mullins album ever. Um, you know, as Reed Arvin would produce Rich, he would introduce more and more strings, percussion. Um, and I love what he did with the later albums but this is a very as as i went back and listened now you've got a core band of gary lunn keith edwards dave adams on drums greg jennings on guitar of course reed playing keyboards you've got amy on vocals on some of the songs um phil nash playing keyboards and then background vocals is kind of a who's who it's chris harris mark Heimerman, chris rodriguez and billy crockett but just the overall sound of the album is just so stripped down and you, Rich never really produced anything this stripped down after this. And, mm-hmm. um, I love it. It's just great. His, his words are just right front and center. And yeah, it's great. Just yep. so good. So good.
2: Nice right. choice.
1: Yeah. All right, Dan. That's me. Next one from you. Sure. Yeah. Go right ahead.
0: Um, so I guess I'll go rock and, Mastodon, It's a Jungle Out There from 1989. Yes. Just, nice. Oh, got that one in, and another one of those, that just immediately grabbed me. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really, again, back then, I didn't really put all these things together, um, especially as I am now, but, you know, John and Dino Elefante, you know, great singers, their record label, um, their group. Right. Uh, this is the Day comes right off, you know, right out of there. Uh it's a jungle out there, of course, right off the bat, Islands in the sky, I love that will survive, shine on, I mean all these I can listen to this one on repeat those that was kind of my criteria, I guess was could I grab it can I grab one of these albums and just listen to it on repeat over and over again,
1: yeah, and
0: this for me was one of those you know uh the other one that I didn't know until later was Dave Pack and the lead vocals on shine on, oh from Ambrosia, yeah. uh-huh. And I was like, Oh boy, you sounded so familiar and then I loved it. loved that sound. Yeah. Um,
1: so the other, the other interesting thing about Shine On is the lyrics were written by Bob Hartman from Petra.
2: Oh. Yeah. Wow. So that is really? he Bob wrote computer... Hartman lyric. Yep. It's a Bob Hartman lyric. He wrote lyric. computer brains too, didn't
1: he? I think he did, yeah. <laughs> yes. In fact okay. I think Okay. Yeah, I think computer brains was supposed to be the lyrics for Shine On and it was rejected. <laughs>
0: oh, that's too bad. Yeah, so they said, Well I'll throw it on ours.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll throw it on theirs. So, no, this is a, this is, a, and in fact, I, I think I first heard this on Z91, the station that we all worked at before I worked there myself and just loved Islands in the Sky. What a great sounding mm-hmm. radio song. Mm, yeah. Just yep. so good. Yep. That
0: one I thought could easily be on, yeah, some other station that is outside of Christian music, but yeah,
1: for sure. Um, And and then
0: I love how the different vocals, you know, so it wasn't just the same. You know, we had Dave Amato, Dave Robbins, Perry Lee, Pack. I mean,
1: all these guys in and out of those vocals. Yeah, uh, was made it pretty fun. And quiz for you guys. Do you know what Dave Amato is doing now? No,
0: Uh, he's a carnival clown. Oh,
1: no. Era. Dave Amato has been the lead guitarist for the band Ario Speedwagon oh. since I think a 93, 94, something like that. Uh, wow. He's been in the band longer than the original guitar player. So um, Dave Amato. 89. Uh, Wikipedia says 89. So um, yeah. So Dave Amato is
2: doing Ario Speedwagon.
1: Crazy. So there you go. Yep. Oh. All right, Dave. All, so right, Dan, for another one.
2: all right, Dan did his rock selection. i so will yep. do mine. Mine's yep. uh, from 92, and it's uh, Liaison, Liaison. Oh, uh, yes. So That's a great one. The uh, I definitely heard it first on Z91 back in the day. I think Kick It Down was the first song I heard. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? This is fantastic. Um, yes. But they just, it, it, there's so many great rock anthems on this album. You Are His Main Concern, Kick It Down, Give Me One Day at a Time, Man With a Mission. Uh, it starts out slow and then just kicks in and rocks, and you just want to, you know, sing along with uh, the Melbys. By the way, liaison, Larry and Tim Melby, two brothers. I believe mm-hmm. Larry is still playing music. I'm not sure what Tim is doing these days. Uh, I think he's uh, the keyboard player in Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> oh <Okay>. wow! <laughs> well, everybody's
1: going to Ario Speedwagon. Exactly. <laughs> I'm totally crazy. getting on that. I made. I totally pulled that one out of the air. So <laughs> yeah.
2: No idea, and then uh, you know all these great rock songs, and they got the beautiful ballad on on there too that was on the radio, and it's uh, Go and Sin No More." Great song, yeah. love mm-hmm. the lyrics and the message to that. And then you got "The Light Is On," that comes on with a saxophone, and you're like, "What? Right. What's happening?" Yeah, um, <laughs> yes. but it's just a, a liaison. Just had their own set, and um, you know, this was just a great start, I think. And it's like Dan said, this is one I could play on repeat and have no problem with that. And what's funny is whenever a lot of times now when I'm listening to Skillet, and my wife hears it, she's like, "Is that liaison?" Huh. I, I started thinking, you know, wait a minute, they do kind of settle uh, with the male vocals, and you know, and, and how they sound. But uh, yeah, liaison, liaison, just a great album to turn up really loudly and listen to and have fun with. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a that's a good one.
2: Yeah,
0: it was definitely on my. It was either that or Mastodon, one of my up, right up there with them. Um, I, for years, have loved Man with a Mission. Yeah. And listen to that one. So, speaking of YouTube, which we've done before, so somebody took the um, uh, pictures from the old film, The Mission, and mm. put Man with a Mission to that. Oh, mm. cool. and that is really powerful to me. <laughs> that was a yeah. really powerful seeing That so, whoever did that did a fantastic job. i have to watch
2: that. Wow, yeah, yeah,
0: and then yeah, kick it down. So, again, you got you got your cassette back in the day, which was you know your A side, B side, right? So, you had to start right. off with when the canyon comes down on A side, yes, and then B side, you start with kick it down. Oh, so then you're immediately hit with oh, that hard driving, yeah, kick it down. Nice. Um, again, I love the lyrics and. It's different in that, or to me it's somewhat different in that it's on Frontline Records, so it's not I don't know, I guess back in the day I always thought of Sparrow, Star Song it's kind of the big mirror you know, it's kind of the big ones. Frontline seemed smaller to me mm-hmm. but maybe but maybe I'm completely off on that one. But
2: weren't, um, And weren't there a lot of rock bands on Frontline?
0: Yes, lots. That's more. what
2: I thought, yeah. 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 yeah, it's good. So yeah,
0: I, I really enjoyed that album. That's a good one.
1: What about you, Derek? Okay, I'll I'll uh, I'll go with my third one here. So PFR and Rich. Um, this one um, might be. Um, I would say it's close to what I consider the the most perfect debut album in CCM history. uh Oh wow! So yeah, oh, well, um, here comes a big one. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, And that is from 1991, Susan Ashton's Wakened by the Wind. Yes. Um, Interesting story on this one uh, from a personal level before I get into just the credit, the total credit um, reading of this. I remember vividly this album dropped during the small window of time when i was a guitar player for rich mullins so this album dropped and it came to the office where rich was kind of officing in wichita so somehow this album got mailed and it ended up in my hands and i still have i still have my copy so i still have it Hmm. and it was just the right sound at the right time for me and and I don't know this for sure. I know Wayne was very involved with this album. Wayne Kirkpatrick yes. was, was extremely involved Produced with this it. album. Right. At the same time, all of us in Rich's band were enjoying an album by a singer-songwriter named Sean Colvin, who later won a Grammy later in the 90s with her song, "Sunny Came Home. Um, right. So if you remember the song, Sonny Came mm-hmm. Home. So her debut album on Columbia was called Steady On, and we all had copies of that. I'm very sure that Rich and Beaker got us into this album. And they probably got into it from the music community in Nashville. And I remember this when this album came out, we just all swore that it sounded so much like Sean Colvin's Steady On. So... If you go after this is over and pull up Sean Colvin's Steady On, the, the way it sounds is kind of uncanny to the way Susan's Wakened by the Wind sounds. So it's very interesting to compare those two side by side. But just this is just a complete who's who of credits. Jimmy Slose, Tommy Sims, Phil Madeira, Gordon Kennedy, Chris McHugh, um, Wayne Kirkpatrick, Phil Madeira, Eric Darkin, Gordon Kennedy, Tommy, Jackie Street uh The late Jackie Street, uh, Russ Taft's bass player. I mean, everybody is on this album. And Phil Kage plays on the last track, Beyond Justice to Mercy. Yeah, this is just an amazing album. And probably my favorite song is the fifth track, I Hear You, which is over yes. six minutes long. And yeah, it's just... This is a stunning debut album. It just really is susan could sing the phone book and i would think it was amazing so she just has one of those voices that i will always love so but of course
0: these just these just all work so well together I mean, all yeah. these
1: artists and
0: yeah i hear you when i when that comes on my ginormous playlist of CCM.
1: <laughs> yes uh,
0: that's another one was, yeah i just i just get so into it it just keeps building and building and yeah um, it has uh just all that that great chorus at the end and the choral and yeah. yeah, it's just fantastic. And you can almost call us White Whiteheart and Susan Ashton a little bit. I don't know. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got so many Whiteheart players on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But and then also just stupid side note. But if you look at the uh, uh, liner notes, and he calls himself different things Yes. For, on yes. lots of different yes. tracks. So it's Gordon yes. <laughs> Gordon O. Tunnel Kennedy. Gordon Check Kennedy, uh, we got Gordon Mahatma Kennedy, yep. Gordon, Gordon Elmore, and Gordon Gummy Bear. So yeah. I, have, I have no idea what any of those mean, but
1: yes, it's fun to read. So Gordon, if you're out there, we're looking for you to come on the podcast and let us know what was going on with the nicknames on Susan's album. So <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> Written by you know Wayne Kirkpatrick, a lot of those songs. Which again, I'm just in awe of his lyrics songwriting um i think he does an amazing job writing those lyrics and yeah um and then
1: executive produced again by brown banister yes so we got brown making his appearance too we are eventually going to have a recurring series on brown banister produced albums so yeah by for ludicrous speed (laughs) that's right you know
2: i'm thinking with with that all-star cast one of the three of us could have sang on it and it would have been great yeah I think that's likely, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just amazing. So it's Sparrow definitely, you know, signed a a great, great artist when they, when they signed Susan, that was,
2: it's a good, good signing. All right, Dave. Nice. Oh, my last one here. Um, so I picked one in the pop realm And uh, this one's from 92. In fact, I'm realizing now that all my selections are from 92. (laughs) Perfect. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, I chose for my pop selection in real life by Cindy Morgan. Oh, Oh, yeah. Just love her her voice. She's got that deep female voice, kind of like Anita Baker, that really sticks out. Um, What's interesting about this album, though, is that this was very pop, dancey um at the time but she would later transition to more of a jazz style and her vocals will change <laughs> and, and become even better but at the time this was a very you know commercial pop album with uh you know like real life the title cut very poppy say it again moments in time the big uh, radio hits let it be love that was on z91 mm-hmm. played, that many yeah. times, played that many times great song how could i ask for more i believe um she did that um throughout her career about every show. Oh, kind of I still cry song. at that one.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: now now that song. I'm a, a parent, you know, and got, yeah. child is married. It's like, oh, oof. Yeah. Song.
2: Yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Um, but I just, uh, I've always liked that album. I think it's a good combination of pop and adult contemporary and R&B and uh, another very talented artist. So, Cindy Morgan, Real Life, 1992. Very good one. Good one.
1: Thank you. So,
0: a couple other, oh, well, oh, we do my last one. So sure. man, there's yeah. so, again, there's so many I could just yeah. pick yes. out here, but um thinking, well, what would I want? What would I want my friends that maybe weren't familiar to listen to? And I'm like, well, out of the gray mm. and again, another oh, self-titled yeah. out of the gray, you know, yep. um, gosh, just love their sound. I think just great songwriters, um, yep. it starts with, you know, wishes another mm-hmm. just really strong first track. Mm-hmm. Um, that we played at the station. Uh, yes. The dance. Yep. Now, doesn't yep. the dance? Is that I forget? Is that Tommy Sims.
1: Tommy's the only bass like, player on this. All own, over that. So. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: and I think on the dance, it's like he's just he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. And yeah. better way to fall. Um. Perfect circle. The deep. That's a. That's an interesting one. So yeah. again, very at the time I think it was very different, but you know, it's hard to be, I think in Christian music, it's maybe hard to be so different that nobody really can play you on, this, on the radio, but yet right. be different enough that you stand out, but you still, you're played on the radio. Right. And I think right. the, the, that's what a lot of these songs or ones that we've been talking about, these albums have done I think this one definitely did, you know, it, it could be played from kind of the CHR sounding radio to the AC sounding radio, you know, back in the day, uh-huh. um, right between the two. So yeah, love it, those.
1: If I remember correctly, Dan, you, you, think back in your memory banks. I think there were three singles off this. Uh, obviously the first one was Wishes. I remember mm-hmm. when we yep. got that one. remember
0: long. Wishes just stuck out to me big time. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then He Is Not Silent was another one. Uh that I know we played a ton and it seems like Right My Life was another one we played a lot. Um am I right on that? Do you remember Wishes
0: is the only one that sticks out to me. Okay. I wish I I do remember
1: playing He Is Not Silent because I got burned by that cold ending many times. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I remember that being (laughs) Scramble, scramble. Yeah, throw it in. Exactly. Run a spot. Um (laughs) no, this yeah, this was gonna be my last one. Um boy. Um Vince this Ebo, is really so where backing, I, by the way what's that I'm sorry Vince Ebo backing vocals Vicky Vince Hamilton, and Vicky yeah Charlie yeah produced Chris McHugh on drums on all but one track yeah yeah this was uh this is you know I'd known about Tommy Sims since uh um emergency broadcast and freedom by by Whiteheart, but this is where I fell in love with Tommy's bass playing. Was this album, um, "Wishes"? Uh, the dance. Uh, the only moment starts out with a bass solo. Yes. It's 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 just. It's almost like Charlie, who was producing the album, Charlie Peacock, just said, "Tommy, just play whatever, and and we'll keep it." You know, and so he just. It, it you know it's kind of like the whole thing of um, you know, guys noodling around in the studio, uh, session player. And they'll run the track, and a, a guy will play a guitar solo, and he'll be noodling around. And they'll say, "Okay, now I'm ready to go." And they they said, "Well, thanks. That's what we all we need." And they'll say, "Well, I was just noodling around." And they said, "No, no, no. That's we we recorded you noodling around, and that solo was perfect." <laughs> yeah. So right. it's almost like you know, Tommy just was noodling around, playing every note on the bass, and then they said, "Okay, thanks. We got it." And That's, yeah, he is, he's the MVP of this album for me. Um, Just everything he does on this is so good. And there's never been a voice quite like Christine Dente's, don't you think?
2: Right. Yes. It just,
1: she, when she opens her mouth to sing, I immediately know it's her. I just.
2: Exactly. It's
1: just never been a CCM voice quite like hers.
2: So So unique.
1: It is. It really is. That's a great one, Dan. Very, so, very good. so apparently,
0: yeah. there's a uh, book called "The 100 Greatest Albums in Christian Music."
1: Yes, I have and it sitting here in front of me. You do, and
0: it's number 47.
1: Ah, uh, very good.
0: So turn good. to number 47. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah.
2: Dave, you got one more? Um, I've got some honorable mentions. Um, Please um i'll go with uh this is kind of skirting the edge because it came out in 84 but was reissued in 86 with a couple other songs on it okay i'm a big striper fan so yellow and black attack Mm, sure yeah um you know kind of laid the groundwork for what they would become Mm -hmm. Um, Songs like loud and clear loving you they still do those live um, yeah. Come on, rock! I mean, that's just a straight up rock anthem. And uh, when they reissued it, they put on uh, the Christmas song "Reason for the Season," which is a, a fun Christmas song. But oh yeah, that was one of that was one of my um, you know just, just didn't quite make the list, but you know, honorable mention. Striper, yellow. Did Black you have
1: Black. that? Did you have that uh, at the time when they came out? Did you have those cassettes?
2: Uh, I had it on cassette. I had the second one.
1: Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah. Okay. And I also had the uh they released the Christmas uh songs on a like a cassette single or something like that. They had That's right Reason for the season and Winter Wonderland.
2: Winter Wonderland. Yes. And
1: I had I had that cassette single as well, so <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So I had the original Young Black Attack and then the cassette single of the
2: two Christmas songs. was very good. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. So a couple honor uh, honor legends from
0: me would it was tough for me but like Lisa Bevel My Freedom Another, sure. wasn't that yes. Vireo as well? Family. Yep. I think. Um, yep. Love that. You know, Tommy Sims all over that one. Again, that was another mm-hmm. one where the uh, singles were first released to the stations. And I popped this one in. I was like, we have got to play this song. Uh, place oh, yeah. in this world. Place in this yep. world yep. was just unbelievable. Place in the sun. Place in the Sun, like, yes. Yeah, like, yeah, Place in the World of Michael. Yeah, that yeah. One. Place in the Sun. Yeah, Place in the Sun. And that was 92. So we're kind of yep. in this, I'm in this 91, 92 era with Dave here. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, okay, so another one that's tough for me, but oh, just, okay, you guys are going to ring my neck. But DC Talk's self-titled album, DC Talk, I know there are not so great songs on there. But man, did it launch them!
1: Yeah, it I mean, did.
0: I, and so the hard part for me was, okay, wait—is it more about the album and the music, or about its place in what happened? And yeah. I think that one was just what happened out of it. I mean, I, I you right. know obviously I listen back to some of these songs and kind of cringe on some of them, but I'm like, boy, but it was so—it just made a statement at that yeah. time that was just so different and it yeah, stuck. It was yeah you know, so right anyway, yeah yep kind of kind of a different one i didn't go with it ultimately but um but it's just i did mention that one back in yeah uh what year was that that was 91 80, I believe.
1: 89 89 oh 89 yeah yeah of course yeah. of course yeah yeah you're right so okay two more i'll throw out to you guys and just i'll see what you guys think about these and we'll wrap up but here's here's the first one i'm going to throw out so you got to go back into the 80s with this so, we're rewinding. Come with me back to the 80s. Okay. um, To 1986. Did uh, I put Chris him on and... parachute pants? Yes. Chris okay. Vision.
2: Oh. oh. Yeah. What do you think of that? Oh. One? Interesting, that's, yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite 80s albums, Derek. That is just outstanding stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing that just blows me away about this album, and again, it's, it's the lazy man. That hears the production and goes, it sounds eighties, therefore dated, therefore it's no good. Okay. So we're, that's yes. Of course it sounds like the eighties because that's when it was created. So deal with it. But the thing that just blows me away is for a short time there in the eighties, you had all kinds of artists who were kind of drifting out to the LA side of, of America to record out there and getting all these LA session players to play on. These albums, I think of, um, uh, Walls of Glass by Russ Taff. Yep. Um, Straight Ahead by Amy. And this is one here, um, uh, Vision by Chris Eaton. Um, cause you have, uh, like on bass, you've got all the guys from, uh, from the, uh, from the West Coast. You got Nathan East, you've got Neil Steubenhaus and Pino Palladino, who's a great British, um, bass player. He's now the bass player for John Mayer. Um, You've got Carlos Vega, who ended up being James Taylor's drummer. You've got Dan Huff, Mike Landau, uh, Paul Jackson, um, Larry Williams, Robbie Buchanan, Dave Cook. These are all big time LA session players. And Lenny Castro, who's played percussion for everybody. He's on all the Toto albums. And so he ends up here on on Vision wow. by by Chris Eaton, and of course it's produced by Brown,
2: Brown, ben Bannister, yeah, no. and
1: Jack Jack Joseph Pig is the uh, Jack Joseph Pig is the uh, engineer and producer, but it's a um, Brown Bannister album. So yeah, this one is so underrated, isn't it? It it's is it such is. a good debut album.
2: It's so good. It, in fact, on my Spotify list, I've got two songs from this album on there. Um, is it love and then love mm-hmm. for the common man? And yeah. I think both of those are just outstanding. Quick, quick story about this is so at the Big Picture Tour, Smitty's Tour, they gave away free uh, 45s of like upcoming oh. releases on Reunion. And there was a couple songs from this album on there. I remember putting it on when I got home. And I think Kathy Dracoli had a new album coming out and Billy Sprague. And then a couple yep. songs from this album came out and they just really stood out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, great choice, Derek. Love that album. Yeah. yeah, so
0: just just so you know, I've got four on my playlist. Is that
1: oh, right? four, four from the Chris Eaton album. Nice. Yeah, you got so
0: it. I Just had to have two more, Dave. So okay, I mean, sorry. I wanna... on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had vision and don't underestimate my love. Love to become
1: a man and
0: uh, yeah. yeah, it was love. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, oh, so God. last one I'm going to throw out and. Uh, I definitely heard this one uh, for the first time on Z91, the station that we all worked at, um, and that is Michael English's debut album, his self-titled oh, album. Oh, wow, nice. 1991 on Warner Alliance. So, um, again, this, the credits on this are just a who's who of uh, Tommy, uh, Jackie Street, Paul Lyme, Dan Huff, uh Mark Douthit, um Chris Harris, uh Chris Rodriguez, Donald McElroy on mm. background vocals, Mike Bringardello, um Shane Keister, Tom Hemby. I mean, it's just everybody that is everybody uh is on this album. It's Vicky Hampton, Kim Fleming. Uh but so uh, this album really stands up for me.
2: It still to me has the best version of Mary did you know. Um yeah, yeah I agree. Just, and, I rock, agree. and of course Solid Rock was a huge radio hit. Yeah. Today when I hear it, just great great album. Yeah. another another we didn't
0: get to talk about was uh, Kim Hill. Oh, her okay. First, oh, yeah. first City 80 from 88. I mean I don't have a lot to talk about there, but it's just another one of those just I think I thought <laughs> really good debuts. Yeah. And then there's followed up with really two strong. two other amazing albums from her,
1: but for sure, for, for sure. Some, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's some really strong uh debuts uh and that kind of gets overlooked because you know, there's some pretty large uh, figures that kind of loom over this time period. Amy Michael Petra, yes. you know, loom big, but none of those folks had uh debut albums in that 10-year time period. So you've got other artists kind of coming on the scene that are that are launching their careers after, you know, kind of in the paths that Amy and Michael and Petra have already blazed. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. um, yep. Like yeah. newsboys, so, newsboys debuted their album. As a that's true. In yes. Eighty-eight. There. 88. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that early. Yeah. Which, it, which, uh, which that was, album is which one read
0: was all that? about it. Read all about it. Okay. Yep. 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 Huh. And then yep. allies debuted in 85.
1: That's right. Yes, that's right. Um, Wes
0: King had another great one. Um, yep. David Mullen in 89. You know, as you move into that kind of those late 80s, early 90s, you can definitely hear some of that sound that Wes King, Susan Ashton, Kim Hill yeah. sound. Right. Um, and even Stephen Curtis Chapman was 87.
1: David. I was just, you oh. took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, it's hard to think back that, but, you know, Stephen Curtis kind of came along as kind of a singing troubadour kind of singer songwriter guy. Yes, he then. did. Right. And he had more in common, I think, with kind of soft rock country than he did with what, where he went later. So yep. um, true. That, that first album that he put out firsthand is great. It's, it's really a good album. I like it a lot.
0: Brian Duncan debuted in 85
1: with have is yourself committed. Have yourself committed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So again, yeah. some big names. I don't know, you know, again, it's so hard to pick them. But you right. know, uh, as full albums, I'm more I can lean more toward those '91, '92 albums. But you know, in the '85s, you know, Brian Duncan still around, singing, doing fantastic. Um,
1: when was Guardians' first album? Ooh, that, that I don't know.
2: I want to okay. say '89, '90, if I had to guess.
1: Okay, and there was an album before Fire and Rain. I assume is that right? Or was,
2: mm. it,
1: or love and rain? Am I right? Love and rain is that? Oh, I don't know. I, okay, I'm just not. Yeah, I can't picture it. Okay, one last one I'll bring up that that's that flies under everyone's radar, including you guys' radar. But I somehow remember it from the time, and that's the album uh, "Soak Your Brain" by Love War. Mm. Just love that album. That's a hidden gem in the Pachyderm stable of artists, right there. Right. And- okay. I do happen to know the guitar player for Love War very well. He's a, he's a, he's a dear friend. So he'll be appearing on the podcast very soon. So we, we will definitely have Tim on and he'll come talk about Love War and soak your brain. And maybe we'll go track by track through that. So that's, that's a teaser of a pod to come. So. Okay. Sure nice. Yeah. Well, that's about it for this one, guys. Um, thanks very much. Um, look forward to more podcasts in the future. Have a great rest of your week.
2: Thanks for listening. Yep. Yeah. Talk to you later.